Okay, hello, hello, and welcome back to Divine Gossip. I have another beautiful, amazing, intelligent guest. Her name is Mimi McKenna, and she is an occupational therapist and spiritual counselor that supports Black, Indigenous people of color with ancestral connection for generational healing. So welcome Mimi to the podcast. What an insanely magical titles you hold. <laughs> like you, I was just telling you off, off recording that your voice is so magical and calming and comforting. And I feel like your work is, I, I've, I've been really wanting to get into ancestor work. I, um, you know, have been kind of I've always been a witch and dabbled in witchcraft and stuff Mm -hmm. but I just now started connecting to my ancestors so I'm very excited Mm -hmm. to hear all of your opinions sorry (laughs) everyone if you can hear my cat in the background um (laughs) he's he's insane um but welcome how are you thank you thank you I am well thank you I've got my hot cup of drink here to yeah just ease me in and make me feel toasty because it's a cold night in the UK (laughs) Yeah. Isn't it always cold there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rare that. sunshine. <laughs> love that. Love that. Okay. So I guess let's just dive in. I'm very excited to hear all of your knowledge. Um, actually, my first question. So I have, I'm signed on, I'm subscribed to your newsletter. Yes. <laughs> and today I just got like your EFT thing and mm-hmm. I've been... I've been like studying EFT and I'm about to get certified for it. Oh, amazing. I just wanted to know your opinion. Like, how has that been for you? Like, what is your experience with EFT real quick? Because I, I forgot to ask yeah. offline. So I might as well say on the podcast. <laughs> oh, let's go into it. So EFT is something that I learned during my spiritual counseling training. And prior to that, I absolutely had zero idea of what it was. I'd never really come across it. Um maybe in passing I might have heard of it but when I did the training it just clicked in me something just completely shifted and I learned it from the perspective of working to clear fears and phobias but I started to journey into it uh, EFT and every single time I did it I just had this immense release and I didn't understand what was happening but my body was yawning I was crying I was laughing and I knew something shifted like my whole body was having this response and this reaction so it became a practice that just swept into my life and became a staple and actually overtook my meditation practice um, which I think is a good thing um, because it's good for us to have multiple tools right so it just transformed the way that I viewed my body and my mind and to really really understand that connection but I started to kind of work to clear ancestral patterns with tapping privately. So before I introduced it to any clients that I worked with, I noticed that a lot of my fears that were coming up through tapping weren't fears of my own. There were fears that people before me had carried or things that I'd witnessed in my mum's relationship towards herself that she witnessed with her mum. And that's what was surfacing. And I realized actually that tapping was helping me clear a lot of, or understanding clear, a lot of patterns that 
perhaps before I might not have even been able to access. So tapping for me has just been revolutionary on so many different levels. That's so refreshing to hear someone like so in love with EFT as well, because Mm. my first experience with EFT was that huge release. I just started bawling my ass out. Because yeah. it was the first time I actually started to acknowledge like what was going on and putting it into words and like moving mm-hmm. it around. And so yeah. I just wanted to hear your perspective. And that's really cool that it ties into ancestor work as well. Yes, um, definitely. So can you explain to me and the listeners how you got to the place you are today and like why this intro is your intro to who you are and what you do and your business and spiritual journey mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. things? Gosh, this is like my whole life story, effectively. I <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I'll try to condense it. But, you know, as a kid, I was always the kid who dreamed. Like I always received messages through dreams. That was my first kind of intro into spirituality. But I had this motivation to know things. And the motivation was that I had a very difficult relationship with my own mum. And I just didn't understand what was happening in this dynamic. And I ventured into astrology to learn about myself. And I naively was just purely looking at my sun sign, thinking that that would give me the ultimate answers as to why I was the way I was. But I started to go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And the more you kind of go into this path in this journey you'll know that you just keep unlocking more things more tools more modalities and I just um started to understand who I was a little bit better and then gained a bit more compassion and empathy for my mum and her experiences and you know her own blueprint her own astrological makeup from what I could tell because obviously I didn't have a specific time for when she was born. So that was the real motivation to the spiritual aspect, but I didn't quite make the connection to ancestral work until my late 20s. And this kind of came from, I was in a long-term relationship in my early to mid 20s, uh, very serious, you know, we got a mortgage, had a house together. We were together for a long time, we were best friends. And one day I just had this call and this urge that our time was over and our paths needed to to end. And it shook me because I didn't understand where this message was coming from, why this sudden change, but it took for that relationship to end amicably for me to then go deeper onto a spiritual journey that invited my ancestors along. So how I see it now is my ancestors were calling me to come back home to them. And in order to do that, I needed to be in full focus mode and to be in service and be in relation to things that would support our journey. And yeah, it was a wild time now when I think back to it, um, but it was so, so necessary. And I spent a couple of years just alone, deep, deep, deep in my spiritual exploration, you know, going through all different aspects. And it's when I did my spiritual counseling training, but that relationship breakdown really pushed me to find out who I was and where I came from and reconnect some of the dreams that I had in childhood that were actually my ancestors showing themselves to me. So yeah, 
that's I'm trying to like condense it yeah but that's um yeah I'd say that's the kind of the main way and also I dealt with chronic pain for most of my life and it was my ancestors that would kind of send me the signal of you know one day is going to be okay but I didn't know that at the time it was only in my late 20s that I understood that it was actually them that would you know send a little guy to sit on my bed whilst I was poorly so yeah so many aspects (laughs) oh my god that's so cool what made you and I because I feel like this is such an important important part what made you I guess niche down to Mm -hmm. only or maybe not only I don't know but work with primarily BIPOC individuals yeah so this is big for me because I do readings for absolutely anyone but in terms of the soul counseling work that I do I in the last couple of weeks really weeks to months decided to only offer that to um, BIPOC individuals and it's a journey that I was avoiding because I didn't want to exclude anyone but for the last three to four years people have specifically sought me out both in professional practice so I work as a specialist mental health mentor um, and then obviously have my private practice and I realized that people were coming to me because they wanted to have a person of color they would literally see my face and say I want to work with her mm-hmm. and it just so happened that they were feeling that kind of energetic pull and we were a fantastic match so they called me <laughs> is what I feel yeah but A part of it is also acknowledging my journey and the difficulties that I had in spaces that I felt that I wasn't seen, in spaces where I felt like I had to explain like my culture, my identity, my origin story, how I speak to my ancestors. And, you know, there's a lot of cultural nuances that sometimes can get missed, but are so, so, so integral to what I value and who I am. And I just wanted to be able to provide a space where people can come without having to put on a facade to have the, you know, the idea of being a proper person or, you know, fitting into a certain mold where they can just be who they are. And there's no hurdles, if that makes sense, that they have to overcome in order to sit and gain treatment, care or therapy. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful and so goddamn important. Mm. Um, what What is ancestral work and what does it mean to heal generational trauma? Mm. That is such a big question because ancestral work for me and for you will look completely different. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with where, you know, us being different people. It's about where we came from, right? And who our ancestors are. So ancestral work for me is really about finding out who you are, where you came from, and how you connect to the spirit of your land. So how you connect to the practices that those that walked before you may have engaged in, how you really tune into the spirit of those who walked before you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how I view it is it's literally building a relationship with my ancestors and understanding their journey and how they lived their life in a certain way 
but how we I get to have that insight and that knowledge and cultivate new practices alongside them. So as much as it kind of is a spiritual practice, I also don't view it as a spiritual practice, ancestral work. I feel like it's kind of human work, (laughs) just getting to know where you come from. Yeah. And in relation to generational trauma, gosh, there's so much I feel that we end up repeating or we end up doing on a you know a subconscious level that sometimes we but we, just not aware we're doing it and you know when you work with your ancestors or when I work with my ancestors I get to see from a different vantage point they get to show me that actually this might be something that historically we did or you know historically we had to do these things in a certain way, i.e. struggle. We had to go through the struggle, but you get to do things differently. So I think I kind of see the thread between the two of, you know, us in the middle, our ancestors behind us, and then our kids or whoever we then go on to guide, because it doesn't necessarily have to be kids that you birth. It's whoever you are in relation to. It could be animals as well. So it's about being conscious and aware and mindful of the decisions that we make, knowing that we can birth them through joy, we can birth them through abundance. It doesn't have to be a set template. We get to change the narrative. So I feel it's a very powerful way to project forward whilst also being in presence. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you touched on this in the very beginning. Mm. our ancestors are way fucking different and that's what I was going to ask you before because I thought about it before I came on the call when Mm. I my ancestors I I have a lot of resentment I guess because Mm. of like my dad for example just did like the uh like I think it's called like ancestral.com or something Mm. and like my great 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 grandpa was a slave owner Mm -hmm. I'm like how the fuck am I supposed to like light a candle for that jackass when (laughs) I don't want to like so how do you how do you what do you think about just that like Mm -hmm. I know my like great grandmother was a very good person because I knew her but yeah yeah so how do, how do you yeah. navigate that <laughs> you know this is probably one of the biggest questions I get asked a lot and I tell my story in the response is that I'm Zimbabwean and I'm South African if you kind of do the maths my parents were around during the apartheid regime you know they lived through the apartheid my grandma is mixed race therefore she was born through colonization She was born through very, very oppressive circumstances. Um, And that's how I reconcile that actually, yes, that happened. That gave me my father, therefore that gave me life. However, I get to choose to not acknowledge my great grandfather. He's there in my bloodline, but he's not there to support me because of the circumstances that the bloodline was created just because he passed it doesn't mean that he all of a sudden passed to be a quote good ancestor or good person it's you know they still have to be accountable to the decisions that they made in their human life is how I view it 
So whenever I work with my ancestors, I have a very, very specific invitation and I invoke the ancestors of the light or I invite the ancestors who have my best and highest good or interest at all times. Mm. And only they can sit at the table. I'm very, very clear that anyone who did any harm in their waking life does not get to sit with me. Mm. I forgive them. I've done that remedial work initially when I first started to, you know, understand that, that ancestral kind of connection. But once I acknowledge them the first time, I don't need to acknowledge them again. So that's what I would suggest. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. I have like my great grandmother's like um, China on my altar and, you know, mm-hmm. she she had like candles and she passed them down to me and like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't, like, it's really special. And even when I like those, yeah, even when I like those, I'm like, whoever has my highest good as their intention and holds the same values as me is allowed yeah. to show up in my reality. And that's, I definitely don't feel like the slave owner part of my line is showing up because mm. I've made it very clear, you know, so that's a really good yeah. tip for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's choice within this work. I think sometimes we feel that just because it's within our family, just because it's within, you know, us, that we have to continue that forward. There is choice within that. There's choice within all aspects of our spiritual faith and practice. Absolutely. I love that. That's so important. Um, What can ancestor work do for you I guess well you kind of already answered that I mean I think it comes with a lot of healing a lot of um just reframing and I guess my question is what can it look like to work with your ancestors what are some practices people can do on their own to connect with their lineage in a in a safe way yeah I guess um obviously I spoke about you know how to invoke how to invite your ancestors But for me, ancestral connection work can start so, so basic of just understanding your family line. So like you said, your dad um, did the ancestry DNA, like that to me is part of ancestral work, you know, seeing who was in your family tree, but where possible and if safe to do so, like speak to the elders that are still here. There's so much I feel that we almost can miss through um like a lot of our practices indigenous practices are based on word of mouth like we used to sit around the fire and you know share all these stories about what great grandma or great grandpa did and a lot of that has got lost and I'm very pro us recapturing that Mm. because the magic is within the power of the tongue the magic is within speaking to our elders and capturing their story so where possible and where safe that would be a starting point I would say but also I don't know about you but I I I love names like family names and understanding where our names come from I think that's another connective practice um, that can be woven into the storytelling um yeah I think that would be my biggest my yeah. biggest thing that's spiritual but human (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely no those are amazing I agree with you so hard like 
so my dad he married a woman who was very into like well her my stepmom's mom is very into like tracking down the family tree and going back generations and generations and when she started to kind of teach me how to do that that's when like oh my great-grandmother's stuff showed up out of nowhere and like Mm -hmm. now I can I can hear her in my dreams and all that so it's it's interesting how it happens but um with that all of that research that my family did on my dad's side I also got to understand where like you said how my last name is important like my actual name it holds a lot of meaning like my last name is Foster and I'm pretty sure I may be wrong but it it it's something about um the forest and like the trees and it means Mm. something very grounding Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because obviously I got that name from my dad and he's always held that energy for me so I think um even after just learning that information I just felt so like grounded and powerful in like the DNA that has been passed down to make me and it it, it's actually really magical it is it really really is and like I view like names in two ways so I got all of my grandma's names and she is my like my the OG guide I call her um, because she's the one that's been with me since I was a teenager Um, she passed around that time so I was lucky enough to inherit all of her names and I think there's the very literal definition of you know what our names mean so my my real first name is something that I don't actually share publicly and because no one calls me it but its definition is freedom of or freedom from mother Mm -hmm. and I think to myself how interesting when I look at my life and what led me into spirituality so there's the literal definition of our names that can give us so much value and anchor us as you said like for you it's really grounding so anchor us deeper and deeper into who we are but then the other side of it is I work with a modality called soul plan and that's where we can really start to understand the energy of your name and what it is that you signed up to do effectively in this lifetime by being able to really unpick the different aspects and the the different vibrations of your name so I see names as such a powerful powerful thing and it's why I gave my son seven names (laughs) oh I love that (laughs) um do you believe in reincarnation oh yeah definitely so I I get asked this all the time and I'm wondering your perspective when mm. you think about reincarnation and talking to our ancestors in the spirit, do you think that, you know, they can kind of hold two truths at once, like they can be reincarnated and we can talk to their human selves that they were, you know? Yeah, my my body's saying yes, yeah. just as I feel into that. Yeah, definitely. But I, I feel that when you're kind of connecting in spirit to that ancestor, they will hold the template of their human experience. And yes, they will combine their own spiritual energy with that, but it might slightly differ from the reincarnated version of them Mm. because they will then have another layer of their own human perception. So you'll get similar responses perhaps, but maybe from two different perspectives. Yeah. That's how I would kind of see it. That makes sense. I like that. Mm. There's mm. there's layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. 
That's a good way to put it. So I think you kind of already said this, but do you have to be spiritual to work with your ancestors? Do you have to call yourself mm-hmm. spiritual to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, I do view it as a spiritually informed practice, but there's so many different strands, I think, to ancestral connection, because, you know, like we've spoken about, it could literally just be connecting to where you came from is in the physical land it could be connecting to your name or it could be channeling your ancestors you know that that there's very there's degrees that you know it varies so I don't think so but I do think it gets swept under the umbrella of spirituality and I think especially within the African community there's a lot of stigma and there's a lot of shaming around ancestral connection because it can seem demonic yeah it's labeled as uh the opposite to living a christ and god-filled life and i want that to stop like i really really want the demonization of ancestral work and african spirituality to stop because it is it is stemmed in our roots it's stemmed in god and it's stemmed in faith and yeah slight segue but yeah no I I've heard that before I used to be friends with a witch who was black and she would always Mm -hmm. say how her mom would demonize her work and say that she's Mm -hmm. working devil and I was like you know my some of my dad's family says that but Mm -hmm. it's it's very prevalent in African culture for sure I've seen that a lot so yeah I agree I I don't think you have to be I don't think you have to call yourself spiritual to work with your ancestors too, because like you said, mm-hmm. it, it can, it's just getting to know who you are and where you came from at the end of the day. Absolutely. And I think especially like we live in times where a lot of us don't actually live in the lands that we may have, you know, our origins where we, our family came from. And I think it's even more important for us to connect to that by proxy. You know, I live in the UK, but my bloodline is from Zimbabwe, South Africa. So if it's even more imperative, and especially for those of us who might not necessarily know our language, our mother tongue, again, it's even more important for us to connect to that because that in itself gives a whole energetic language, a whole vibration system that just connects us deeper and deeper and deeper. So yeah, Absolutely. I think it's even more important. Absolutely. Um, how do you see the, the crossover? If I'm sure there is, I was gonna say if any, but I'm sure there is between (laughs) and connecting with your ancestors and mental health, how can that affect each other in, in the clients you see and just the community you're a part of? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a big thing because, you know, sometimes when we're thinking about our mental health, oftentimes we're we're searching for something, searching for for hope, for faith, something to believe in, to hold on to. And I think it can be the thread that ties you deeper into self because it's a real, it's a journey of self-trust when you connect with your ancestors and it's inviting you to take a leap of faith and you have to almost go on that journey to, to really connect to what it is that you're being shown and trust what you're being shown Mm -hmm. so it can help in that way but I also think you know a lot of 
people that I come into contact with are struggling with with not knowing why they're doing certain cycles or why they're repeating certain things or may have disconnections with either mother or father and it can really help to understand or to give language to disconnections within family lines so working with your ancestors being able to say actually there is remedial healing that can be done even if you are not in contact with a parent or you have a difficult or fractured relationship with a parent and I think that's how it can support familial mental health but also like things around loss of identity um you know working with your ego and your shadow that can really tie into how mental health can link to ancestral connection if that makes sense yeah for sure yeah there's so there's so many different things I um I encounter so when you say generational trauma well Mm. like does that mean I kind of think of it as like energy imprinting on who you are is that kind of an accurate way to describe it yeah I I kind of see it as yeah things that where we come into this life with without knowing why we've got it so it's almost like it's um it's stored it's passed down you know they often say about um you know a female baby when they're born and how they have actually the link to the grandma because of the way that the the egg of the embryo is I'm, I'm not a sciencey person but <laughs> there is that kind of thread between us I agree that I just had um, my like spiritual mentor on and she's all about our wombs and our womb work. Mm -hmm. And she's always said like our Mm -hmm. womb holds energy and stores imprinted energy. And it's like you came from your mom's womb and then she came from mom's womb. So that kind of makes me think of ancestral. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. Do you think it's sometimes necessary and okay to not talk to a parent again? Or do you think it's um, necessary for us to, you know, work it out and be in each other's lives? This is my favorite question. Like, I love this question so much because my ancestral deepening happened when I was out of contact with my mom. Yeah. It, I, I can't explain it. I just, it's a journey that I feel like I had to go on in order to understand that you don't need to be in contact with a parent. And I think, like, let's be very clear, if a parent is harmful, if a parent is causing you any form of distress or you're experiencing abuse, you don't have to be in contact with them to save face because they're a parent. And it doesn't stop your ancestral connection either. In fact, it probably strengthens your connection so yeah it's not I don't think it's like contingent but also you don't then have to repair if your human self is either still at threat or you still feel that the relationship just cannot be worked on you Mm -hmm. can still have that relationship with your ancestors if you're not in contact or have a good relationship with a, a a family member I love that yeah that's so important because I know a lot of like my clients' spiritual journeys involve not talking to their parents, especially yeah. when you get into this work. A lot of people don't understand it around you, mm-hmm. all of that. So mm-hmm. that's refreshing to hear for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to add about 
why someone should dive into ancestor work, what that can do for them, mm. etc. Yeah, I do think it's that that deepening of self trust, but also you get to make different choices. And I think it's understanding that, you know, particularly when we look at generational trauma and how we repeat patterns, like just using the example of not speaking to a family member, I think ancestral connection helps you to work with the guilt or the shame that can be associated with that. Um, So for spiritual people, as I said, that is quite a common experience. So being able to work with your ancestors helps you to understand that sometimes making a choice that's different to your parents actually might be the right thing for you. Like you don't have to go and look after your parents because they're unwell if they caused you harm. You can choose to if that's what you want to, but you don't have to because it's culturally acceptable and it's what is the norm. And I think ancestral work can really help to shift your perspective and how you relate to you how you relate to those around you but also how you deepen and find strength in community and I think that can be like a big part that sometimes is missing about you know a lot of our practices but I'm talking about historical practices were done in circles in in union with other people and ancestral work reminds you of that it reminds you in the power of prayer together (laughs) as opposed to suffering in silence alone right exactly Mm. it's not it's not lonely anymore when you remember where Mm. you came from that is so so powerful especially Mm. for women because even my mentors have taught me like women were meant to be in communities in mm. working together like mm. supporting each other so that's so powerful thank you for saying that yeah mm-hmm. really well is there anything else you want to add at all I mean I feel like we covered the basics and it was pretty powerful stuff <laughs> I yeah I just I don't think so but just don't fear your ancestral journey to anyone who's listening there is nothing to fear in this journey it's beautiful (laughs) come and join us yes join (laughs) us join your ancestors because I bet they're Mm. freaking waiting too so Mm, mm, absolutely (laughs) well thank you everyone for listening please rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed um Mimi why don't you share where people can work with you and find more of your energy what you got going on all the things yeah, so I'm mostly on Instagram um, at Mimi Makina and then with an underscore. And then my late night thoughts when my son is up is on threads. Love that. <laughs> and I'm the, I'm the same username over there. Okay, awesome. I'll put it all in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me and thank sharing you. all this knowledge. Thank you, really. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> okay, bye, everyone.